0: Hello and welcome to Exum Cinema I'm your host Xavier Mustafa And today we are talking about The Big Return of The Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 1 entitled Chapter 9, The Marshal. But before we get to this episode, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me. Also, follow on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. So we're back. It seemed like it really wasn't that long ago because I don't really think it was that we got to watch the awesome... Mandalorian Season 1. Great series. Really don't think it had a bad episode. Uh, Everybody that, you know, has anything negative to say about any episode, I don't know what they're smoking because I thought every episode was great. Um, And it's it's good TV, so I'm glad that it's back. And uh, this episode, to me, did not disappoint. It set a lot of groundwork for what we're going to possibly see. Uh, In this series, I mean, we're going to see Rosario Dawson, apparently WWE Sasha Banks uh, has a role in it, probably small, but looks like she has a role in it, and then we also get a surprise even this first episode, which I'm going to get into later on, so I guess... I don't know if I want to break this up in two parts. I don't know what I want to do, but I just want to say overall, the episode out of five, I'm going to go ahead and give a good four and a quarter star, maybe four and a half, because I thought the episode was great. And again, like I said, it laid a lot of groundwork uh, for the future season. So let's talk about the episode itself. It starts out with a good recap for what happened last season. Uh, We know that our friend Mando is going to be taking the child back to His people. Uh, What's very interesting is his people. We don't know much about his people. I mean, we know Yoda. At this time, we are post-Empire, which means that Yoda is no longer with us. Uh, So we kind of got... I don't know if we got any timeline stuff really last season. But this season, definitely, the Death Star 2 is blown up. And that kind of starts the event of what happens in this particular town. But in any event... I don't know who's left of Yoda's race. Uh, because if you read about their race, their race is pretty elusive. Um, and from what I understand, hard to find. But uh, we'll see where it goes. But it starts out with him trying to find some other Mandalorians. So he goes and sees a guy by the name of Gore Koresh. Probably butcher their name. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of names, but... Um, so he goes to see Gorr to try to figure out if he's seen any Mandalorians. Cause apparently he would know. And he basically finds them down in this like fighting pit and these people are fighting and, you know, he's trying to stall and, you know, finally you figure out that it's a trap and he basically wants to steal his best car armor. Uh, and <laughs> basically, um, Mando has no parts, wants no parts of it. He quickly dispatches his entire, uh, assault team, if you will, catches Gorkaresh outside, ties him up to a light post, gets him to tell him that the last Mandalorian that he's seen was on the planet of Tatooine. So now we're going back to Tatooine again. I'm kind of over Tatooine. Like, I would love to learn more about another planet. I mean, Tatooine, come on. The whole Skywalker legacy is about Tatooine. Let's learn about another planet. But anyway... So, his next stop is going to Tatooine. He gets to Tatooine. Uh, he runs into his friend uh, Um, You know, she's happy to see him. He's a little friendlier to the droid this time because, you know, he kind of didn't like droids at all at first, but he kind of grew a little heart towards the droids once the uh, one particular droid. Uh, which I remember the name of him, uh, sacrificed himself to make sure that um, he was able to escape um, at the end of the season finale away from Moss Gideon and crew. But, uh, yeah, so he gets there, and she's, of course, happy to see the child and happy to see him. And then he says, hey, where is this place called Plago? And she's like, wow, well, you know, I haven't heard from this place, you know, since the Empire fell. She explains that it's an old old mining settlement that was wiped out by the bandits after the Empire pulls out. So he goes there, goes into the bar, starts asking the bartender, hey, have you seen any Mandalorians around? They kind of look like me. And he's like, oh, you probably won't talk to that guy right there, the marshal. So, then we see this guy with a particular familiar armor that looks just like Mando's. However, it's green. And if you remember, there was a guy by the name of Boba Fett that had green Mandalorian armor. Now, we know that Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian um, that is a wormhole that I'm not going to jump into right now, but it is definitely has to be Boba Fett's armor all the way down to an indentation that was made. I think it was in the clone wars. Was the clone wars? Mm, can't remember, but, um, so yeah. So Mando is really offended. You know, once this guy sits down, takes his helmet off right away just to drink. And he's like, give me that armor. And the guy's like, listen, I know that you're a Mandalorian. I know all about you guys. I know you guys are killers. Uh, You know, I figure probably only one of us is going to walk out of here. However, I see that you have this child with you. Um, So maybe I pegged you wrong. You know, let's have a conversation. Mando's like, screw that give me that armor, um, and then all of a sudden the ground starts rumbling uh, right before they're about to have what looks like to be a shootout. They go outside, and then they figure out that it's a giant, I'm going to butcher this name, Kravit dragon that is actually coming through the town, and it basically comes there to eat a batho, which is basically this big elephant-sized horned, Wooly Mammoth, I guess you could probably say it is. But basically it just comes there's to eat, eat, eat that. And so we found out that this guy with the Boba Fett armor, his name is Cobb Van. And basically what happened was when the Empire fell, this group came in and took over the city. Uh, he was able to manage to escape. While he was trying to escape, he ended up getting picked up by a sand crawler which had uh some Jawas in it and he was able to trade the silica, silicax I think is how you say it crystals in it for the armor from bubble Now how did they get the bubble fett armor? I'm going to um going to make a what's what i for uh educated guess Because you find out later in the episode that this Kravat dragon is living in a... uh, What are they called? Skylark? Um, God, I wish I could remember the name of it. Well, it was the creature that had swallowed Boba Fett uh, in the original trilogy. So... It was living, the, the dragon was living in a cave of one of those guys, and they were like, there should never be an abandoned cave of that monster unless that monster ate it. So, more than likely, what I would assume is why Boba Fett was slowly being digested by uh, that particular monster that I can't remember the name of right now. I'm so mad that I, I think it was a Skylark? God, is going to bother me. Um... This creature came and ate it. And in that happening, um, Boba Fett was, at least at this point, his armor was able to be recovered. So so the guy's like, uh, Cobb Van is like, listen, this is what I'll do for you. You know, I want to take care of the people here in the city. Help me kill this cobb dragon. And I'll give you the armor. So, of course, he doesn't want any drama. So, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So, they start to make their way to where the dragon is being held. He gets on his speeder for that you saw from last season. But Kyle uh, Bond gets on one as well, which looks eerily familiar to our old friend Anakin Skywalker, um, his pod. So, if you actually compare side by side, the Le pod that he raced in, um, cause you know, the pots had three, his pots had three parts, the part that he sat in and then there was two parts to the side. It was actually one of those parts that was on the side that was made into a speech that Cobb van was driving, which I thought was a pretty, pretty cool way to kind of tie everything together. So they start to go, they end up coming up to a cave where they run into some Tuscan Raiders. Um, the Tuscan Raiders kind of get recruited to help them, um, then Mando tells uh, Kyle Van that we're hey we're probably going to need some help from the people back home so they basically come up with this idea to try to blow up the, the dragon so I think if memory serves right I think there was two attempts um, on the second attempt you find out that this thing has acid projectile vomit that was completely just destroying everybody and the goal was to get him to eat this Bantha that had, uh, not electrical charges on it, but uh, explosives on it. So the first time, they just had a guy take it up there to the hole where the cave was and run. Well, the thing only ate him. So then it was the second time where they came, this thing started just destroying everybody with this acid projectile vomit. Um, and then Mando decides that he is going to uh, entice the monster to eat him as well as the banta. So that happens. It explodes. The Jawas and the Tusken Raiders start going through the, <laughs> the mess of the blown-up pirate dragon, and they find a pearl, which is very valuable to them, Um, ironically, uh, if you guys remember back in a new hope, there was a part where three CPO was like walking through the desert of Tatooine for whatever reason. And they came across this large skull that was just hanging out. And apparently that was a coward dragon. So you can actually see like, you know, the the massive size of this thing. Just thought I'd drop that little tidbit of information there. So uh he gives him the armor, he says goodbye and leaves as he is leaving, we get a shot of a gentleman watching him uh, pull up in his speeder. and the guy turns around and it's no other than I'm gonna butcher his name Timura. Morrison, which is the guy who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones. So, remember, Jango Fett had clones, which made all of the stormtroopers at the time. And he had a son that he named Boba Fett. And Boba Fett, of course, you know, he was a kid when his dad died because he was killed by Mace Windu. Um, and, you know, then when you see him again, you don't see him without his armor, so you don't know what he looks like, but you assume he would look like his dad. So this guy looks like his dad, so you're pretty pretty sure that this is Jango Fett in today's age seeing Mando run off with his armor. So he's heading back to where he was, or uh, where his ship is with Espermado. Um, and I'm pretty sure in the next episode, that's probably where these two will tango, and I can't wait. I think this is going to give just enough buzz where maybe we will see that Boba Fett solo movie, or maybe a Boba Fett series because Boba Fett is a is a I was looking for a very popular character, and everything was set, all the stars were aligned for this to happen for him, and then. Uh, what was it? Was it Solo? I think it was Solo didn't do as great as they thought it was going to do. So the studio kind of gave up on it. But I'm hopefully they go back to it. Or maybe they'll use this series to tell a story. I don't know. But, again, great storytelling ev- uh, episode. Basically laid the groundwork for what's going to be going on in a lot of this series. You know we're going to see Kyle Vaughn back or Cobb Vance back. We know we're going to see Boba Fett back. We know we're going to see Roduri, Rosario Dawson coming back as um, Askatana. Uh, we actually got John Leguizamo in this episode. He played Gore Koresh, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Because um, when I actually thought about it in my head, I thought of when he played the clown in Spawn. Um, so yeah, this, this season is going to be great. I'm going to be covering every episode, usually by the Saturday night from when it airs on Friday. I'll try to do Friday exactly when I can, but I like to watch the episode a couple of times. Um, and kind of, you know, take the main points that I see out of it, try to cross reference it to any other Star Wars, uh, episodes that I can off the top of my head. But yeah, this one definitely had a lot of Original trilogy, trilogy prequel, um, sequel, maybe, uh, nah, not too much for the sequel. But again, we kind of got a good timeline that this is happening after the fall of the Empire. We still don't know what's going on with Moth Gideon, who has the dark dark saber. Um, that's a interesting, interesting, interesting relic. Um, that I think you guys should look up because it has a very interesting history of all the hands that it's passed through. How it got to Moff Gideon baffles me, but the fact that he has it is pretty interesting to me. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Again, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast and follow me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And until I speak to you guys again, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other, peace out.